Yes, Lord, it's all for your glory. That's why we're here, Lord. We're here for your glory. Because you deserve it, Lord. None of us do. We're all sinners that fall short of your glory. But tonight we're here to glorify you in our bodies, Lord. Thank you, Father, for redeeming us from our sin. We try so hard, but yet the flesh is so weak. Our spirits are willing, just like you told Peter and John. You said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, and we find that same thing every day in our life. We want to, but we don't sometimes. When we do, we're happy. When we lose, we're not so happy because we want to please you because you're God. And we fell in love with you many years ago. Whenever you called us into the kingdom, could have been last week, we fell in love with you. Sometimes over the years, Lord, we waxed and waned in our love for you. But tonight, your love is manifested in our heart, especially when we worship you and learn of you. And when we get around our brothers and sisters and have the encouragement of fellowship with one another. Tonight, Lord, we want this service to glorify you. And even those who will listen down the road to a message, this message, maybe, who knows, a year from now or ten years from now, may it bring glory to your holy name. And may we learn what you are trying to tell us as we study your word. And to you be the glory. You are worthy, Lord, and no one else. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everybody. You may be seated. For those of you who are here, everybody on online, we're glad you tuned in. I know a whole new crew signs in after the worship, so you're listening to Freedom Church at the Palm Beaches, and I'm Pastor Joe Trapani. We're glad you're you're out there. We're here every Thursday night at 7.15. We stream live, and every Sunday at 10 a.m. So just go to our website, freedomchurchpb.org, freedomchurchpb.org. PB stands for Palm Beach because that's where we're at. We're in, we're in Palm Beach, Florida, and we're at 2810 High Paluxo Road. If you know anything about Florida, you're local. We're, we're a quarter mile west of I-95 on on uh, High Paluxo Road. If you go to Congress, you went too far. Turn around and come back. And we're on the north side. But um, if you're local men, we have a men's Bible study here every Saturday at 9 a.m. And you're certainly welcome. We have a good group of guys that love the Lord and grow in, and are growing in the knowledge of God and Christ. And uh, we thank, um, if you want to join, we'd be glad to have you come by. We have several different churches represented there, and we even have a pastor from another church. So, you know, we're, we have a common bond, and here's the common bond, that Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ is risen the third day, according to the Scripture. That's the groundwork of every Christian church. If you don't have that groundwork, you're not a Christian church. You know, it's Christ came, Christ died, Christ was buried, and he is risen the third day according to the scriptures. That's actually 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first uh, five verses or so. Listen, so uh, we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ, as 
doesn't matter what denomination you're from, you might think this, and we believe that, and you believe this. We're brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ because we have the common bond. We are walking together. Amos 3.3 says, how can two agree unless, how can two walk together unless they agree? See, we do agree. We agree on the foundation of Scripture, which is he came, he died, he was buried, and he has risen the third day according to the Scriptures. That is the bottom line, and that's where we're at. So listen, we're glad you're there. Tune in next week or this Sunday at 10 a.m. for all you online and also next Thursday. You can get your Bibles out, you know, um, um, and we're going to go to Mark chapter 5. We're going to start at the 25th verse. But before we go, I want to tell you, you know, on that website, freedomchurchpb.org, you can find out where we're located. You can listen to any messages from years past. You can donate online. You can um, do several things. You can see our list of ministries and other things. And we thank you for, for tuning in. Tell your friends, you know what, if you can't get out to church, invite your family over to the house, and, and we can preach to them every Sunday by streaming live right into your, into your house. So that's a mar marvel of technology today that we can use to get the gospel into places that it's hard to get to. I have a missionary friend of mine. He's from Brazil. I haven't talked to him in a long time. It's not our friend uh, Brett, which you all know that's part of this church from Brazil, talking about another missionary that I know from 30 years ago. Um, he, he had a, um, a missions on the Amazon River, and he used to go up the river and hit these little villages and preach the gospel. And, and some of the villages, you know, would he'd start preaching the gospel, and they would say they never heard of the gospel. But meanwhile, they would ask him, do you want something to drink? And they would say, yeah, sure. So they'd go into their huts, and they'd bring out a Coca-Cola. A Coca-Cola. See, Coke made it to that missionary outpost, but Jesus Christ's message did not make it. And that's, I'm sorry, but that's a blunder on the church. We need to get the gospel out there everywhere you go in the world. Coca-Cola can do it. We can do it. Right? Amen. Amen. Listen, for those of you here, I passed out some flyers just recently to everyone here. Um, and I'll put them on the back table back there. But this is tonight's message. Mark chapter 5. Matthew, you've got your Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So Mark chapter 5. We're going to look at the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. And I called this message a game plan for healing, a game plan for healing. This lady has several things in her, her healing about about coming to Jesus. And I want to point out some of those things to you tonight, what she did. And maybe we can model after her in her plan, her game plan to touch Jesus. That was her game plan. Okay? But well, I'm going to read chapter 5, and I'm going to start at the 25th verse, and I am going to end up at the 34th verse. But I want you to know there's going to see a little sidetrack in here. That says about one verse or two verse, you know, because the 
uh, centurion comes up to Jesus while this is going on. So things, are, things aren't just happening one, to one at a time. Jesus is, is, is in ministry going every di- which direction at the same time. He had a lot of work to do in the years that he was on earth. So verse 25, Jesus has, has been healing people. People have been starting to identify him with the son of David, a messianic title. And this woman obviously heard of Jesus. So let me read those verses. Mark 5, chapter, Mark chapter 5, and verse 25, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak, for she thought, if I just touched his garments, I will be well. Immediately, the flow of blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving himself, that power proceeded out from him, had gone forth and turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you, and you ask, Who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Next verse. And then while he was still speaking, they came from the house of the synagogue official saying, Your daughter has just died. Why trouble the teacher anymore? See, Jesus is, is in full-fledged ministry here. And that's the way, really, we're supposed to be on this earth, everywhere we go. But look at the game plan for this, this woman's healing. And you know what? There's no real strategy for God's healing touch to fall upon you. There's no formula But this woman has part of that formula that we need to know. Number one point on your flyer here is the number one point. Her condition is desperate. She's been in this condition for 12 years. She's in a desperate strait. She needs something to be done. She had an issue of blood. A lot of scholars say that she had a a hemorrhage constantly from her body. And, and it, I'm sure, you know, uh, she was unclean because of it, according to Hebrew uh, standards or the Hebrew law. She had an issue of blood, which was constantly upon her. It never let up. If she had a family, she was unclean to the whole family. She spent, number two, she spent all that she had. She had some money. She spent it all on doctors. There's even people today that have spent their fortunes on doctor bills. 
and they're still paying the doctor bill off. They go into the doctor's office, and they, they're amazed at the bill for that, $450 for a doctor visit. They take an MRI and all these different things before you know it. you got $1,500 in expenses. You end up staying in a hospital every day, and the end of the week you owe the government, uh, the hospital, you know, who knows, $10,000, $20,000. It depends on what it is. She spent everything that she had, everything. And, and she went from doctor to doctor to doctor, and many of us do that today. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus is known as a great physician. We're to go to him first. Then you can go to your doctor. I'm not talking against doctors. Yes, God has allowed them to, to have knowledge to help us with our sicknesses and diseases. But first, it takes one minute, not even one minute, to go to God. Jeremiah 33.3 says this, Call unto me in your day of troubles, and I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. So that's God's phone number. Jeremiah 33.3. You know, I remember my, when I was growing up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the phone number was Sterling 7815694. That was my mother and dad's phone number back 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 70 years ago. Sterling. Well, Jeremiah's, God's phone number is Jeremiah 33, chapter 33 and verse 3. Call unto me in your day of trouble, and I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things which you know not. She spent all that she had. She went from doctor to doctor, and she recognizes Jesus Christ is a great physician. She heard of him. She heard of his healing. On Sunday, I went through 11 healings that Jesus performed, deliverances and healings that Jesus performed in Matthew chapter 8 and chapter 9. And I showed you that each of those healings were, were actually an identification as to who Jesus was. He healed the leper. He's the great physician. You know, he, he raised the dead. He's the, the resurrection and the life. He's God Almighty, El Shaddai. I showed you all these things, and we aren't going to have time to get into that. But she recognized that this man, Jesus, is from God. So she went, after she went to doctor, to doctor, to doctor, spent all that she had, she was on her last rope. You know what? When you're at the end of your rope, there is the fringe of Jesus' garments. When you're at the end of your rope, grab on to Jesus' garment if you can. Number three, number one, not only was she desperate, not only did she spend all that she had, but she tried, number three, she tried all human remedies. She tried probably vitamins if they had them in that day. She tried the herbs and everything that was known that day. She tried all her human remedies, but she still grew worse and worse and worse. Who knows, her family might have left her at this point if she had a family. We don't know. Number four, not only did she grow worth, worse and all these things happening to her, she heard of Jesus, it says in verse 27. She heard of Jesus. Jesus was very well known. He was so well known that he couldn't even get into the cities anymore because of the crowd that followed him. Sometimes he would, I believe, sneak into somebody's house 
if he could. And then they'd find him, and everybody would be gathered at the door because Jesus was there. He was so popular. Jesus Christ is the most famous person that ever walked on this earth. And it's not because he was just a person. He was because he was the Son of God manifested on earth. The Word of God made flesh that dwelt among us. She heard of Jesus. And she made a strategy plan. You know why? She heard of Jesus, so she's going to make her way to Jesus. And that tells you something about her. In other words, that she believed. She believed that he healed the leper. She believed that he fed the 5,000. She believed that he raised Jairus' daughter. She believed these things. Otherwise, she wouldn't have made an attempt to go there. You know why you go to the doctors? Because you think the doctor can heal you. Well, think of Dr. Jesus, and he can heal you. A great physician. She tried all her human remedies and grew worse. She went to doctor after doctor and still were worse. You know, she spent all the money she had, and she still grew worse. Her condition of issue of blood was constant and never let up. Point number five. She was determined to touch Jesus. Let me tell you something. If you are in a sickness, aren't you determined to touch Jesus? Aren't you calling on him all the time? You know what? You're determined to touch Jesus. She was determined to it because she was desperate. She spent all her money. She tried all the doctors. She tried human remedies. She just grew worse. And then she heard of Jesus, and she believed, and she was determined to touch him. She had a planned method. Do you see that? She had a method to get to Jesus. She was going to touch Jesus, even if it was the fringe of his garment. She was going to touch that. Like I said, when you're at the end of your rope, the fringe of Jesus' garments are right there. She planned her method. She just wanted to touch his clothes. Not just touch him, touch his clothes. She was making an effort to get through the crowd, to get up just to touch his garments. And if you saw pictures on the Internet of this, it would be like she was, she was on her knees crawling up to Jesus' garment just to touch it. She had a strategy. She was calling on the name of the Lord. Jeremiah 33.3 She planned her method. Just touch his garment and I'll be healed, she said to herself. That is faith. Do you know that? Do you know faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen? She didn't see it. She didn't feel it. But she knew she would be healed. She knew it in her spirit. She had faith. Why was what, 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 Abraham is credited for having faith? Though he didn't see God, he believed God. She believed before she ever received. Before she ever received. Actually, what Jesus said is, you know. Whatever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive, Matthew 21, 22. 
Whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. So there's a condition there. You have to believe. You have to believe. She was exercising her faith, point number seven. Not only was she desperate, not only did she spend all that she had, not only did she try all human resources, she heard of Jesus, she was determined to touch him, she planned the method and how she's going to do it, she was planned this all out, she was going to get to Jesus one way or the other. She wasn't going to give up. She was standing fast, she was steady on target. She wasn't going to change her mind at all. She couldn't let her friends talk her out of it. She was going to get to Jesus one way or the other. She said to herself, according to Math, Mark 5, 27, 28, and 34, if I may touch but his clothes. She didn't even have to. She wasn't planning on going up to hug him. I just, he's just going to just touch his clothes. And she did. Verse 34 tells us that Jesus, when he, you know, when he, he felt the power go out of him, that shows you to have faith. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you know, you have power. Jesus felt the power leave him because somebody had faith. And she touched his garment, and he knew it immediately. He could feel it. That shows you, people, that if you truly believe, God will know it. God will know it. Point number eight, she was instantly healed. Instantly. It says in Mark 5, 29, let me read it to you. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up and she felt it in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus noticed. Immediately. If you pray in faith without seeing but yet believing, God knows it immediately. And if you believe, you shall receive. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened to you, Matthew 7, 7. You know what the 8th verse says? Everyone who asks receives. Everybody who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be answered. The door will be opened. See, God is saying, not some, everyone that believes, believes. Everybody. Basically, you know, she was instantly healed. Another version says, straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up, which means instantly, immediately, instantaneously. One little touch. Just touch Jesus' garment if you you're in need a healing tonight and believe it. And don't say there, well, Pastor Joe's nuts. God doesn't heal today. I can guarantee you God does heal today. I've seen them myself. I've been involved in them. I've heard of them. God's told me things before they ever happened to certain people, and then they did be. They were healed. This is real stuff. 
Some people say, even preachers say, that God does not heal today. Why does the, the Scriptures tell us in Ephesians that one of the offices that's held is the, is the office of, of miracles? Miracles happen, and God does heal today. And if you're going to be in one of those churches that says God doesn't heal today, you're probably not going to get healed because they don't believe. So you need to get to a church that, that preaches belief. Belief is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the evidence. It's hoped for. You hoped you would be healed. You're hoping for it. And, but it's the evidence. With it, without seeing it, you believe it which is a hard thing for some of us to, to imagine. But we have to see it with our heart. We have to believe it in our heart, and God will do it for us. She knew she was healed immediately. And she came, it says in verse 33, let me read it. The woman was fearing, because Jesus said, Who touched me? But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. She might as well tell him the truth because he already knew it. He already knew. He, I'm sure he probably even knew her name. He felt the power go out of him because of faith. Because of faith. You know, back in the Old Testament, Psalm 78, I think it's verse 41. Let me pull it up. Psalm 78 and verse 41. It might be 43. Psalm 78. Again, here it is. I'm going to read verse 40 on, okay? This is Psalm 78, verse 40. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness. Talking about the Jewish people. They were, as God delivered them out of the slavery of Egypt. How often they rebelled against me in the wilderness, the P, the Jews, and grieved him in the desert. Again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel, says the King James Version. They limit, you limit God if you, if you grieve Him over and over again and you don't agree, you're tempting God. He tells you if you believe, you will be healed. Again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. If you don't believe, you are limiting God's power in your life. Somebody said, well, it's appointed once for man to die. Absolutely. Because the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We're all going to go short of the rapture, unless we're caught up in the meat of the Lord in the air. You know, then we're all going to die. Only God knows that date. You don't know it. So pray like for healing and believe it. 
And if someone does pass away, then that's the ultimate healing that God had. And that was the ultimate day and the hour and the minute and the second that that was their person's end of their life. You could pray, you could fast, you could turn blue in your face, and that date will not change because our days are established by the Lord. So don't get upset if someone passes away when you plead for healing because that day was already set. But if it isn't set, you need to have faith to move out of that healing and move out of that, that condition and be healed. I'll tell you what. I'll get a little personal here. You know that a couple weeks ago I was supposed to have kidney stones removed. On the way up to the doctors, one of my deacons, Brian, was driving Liz and us there. On the way up to the VA to have them, you know, blasted or taken out, you know, the doctor's office called and said that the doctor was sick. So the appointment was canceled. And that was like two weeks ago. It was the 1st of June. What's today? The 10th? 9th? Okay. So ten, nine days now I haven't heard from them. I don't know if the doctor quit. I don't know if he had COVID or what. I just have no idea. But every time I go to the bathroom since then, guess what I'm praying? I'm believing those kidney stones are going to go. I don't know what God has to do. I'm telling you by faith now. You know, I believe God's going to remove those stones. Every time I go to the bathroom, I think it's going to happen. I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe until it's done. Or unless the doctors, you know, wants me back up there. But I want this intermediate time, I'm going to pray that they come out without hurting me. I'm very specific in my prayer. They're low. They're low, just above the... the uh, bladder. So, you know, they should be close. They should come out without hurting me. So God can bust them in two if he wants to. God can just make them move out and not hurt me. You know, God can do anything. He's the great physician. He doesn't need a laser scope. He doesn't need to go up there and look with a camera. He just knows how knows my body. See, I was made in my mother's womb by God. And he knows all my intricate parts. And I'm going to believe it. She knew she was healed. Knowing what was done to her, she came and fell down before him. You know what? If God does heal you, you better fall down before him. Get on your face before the Lord. Bow at the altar. Cry out to him and thank him for what he's done for you. Remember his phone number? Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me in your day of trouble, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. She knew she was healed. And when she knew she was healed, and Jesus knew it immediately, she came up to him and bowed at his feet and told him the whole truth. And what does Jesus say? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this, and the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, 
came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, wouldn't you love God to say this to you? Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Wouldn't that be awesome if God would say to you, your faith has made you well? Your faith has healed you? Your faith in me, the great physician, has healed you? Oh, man. What a great, what a great testimony. I've had two occasions in my life when I was a younger Christian, probably saved about less than five years. I've told this story to the church probably, and if I did, I apologize because it's noteworthy. This was done over probably 40 years ago. But my Aunt Mary, who I loved Aunt Mary, she was funny. She was Italian, you know, she was just funny. We used to play poker when I was a kid, just penny any poker. I'm Italian. The Italians do that. You know, they play penny any poker. Well, she used to cheat. Aunt Mary used to cheat all the time. It was she, she was funny. She just liked to do it. She was doing it for kicks. But one day, you know, she, she got older. She ended up in the hospital. This is my mother's sister. And, and the doctors told, called the sisters in and said, because she was never married, she called the sisters in, and they said, you know, put her affairs in order because her kidneys are quit working, and she's going to be gone in a little bit of time. And I'm a new Christian, and I'm praying that Aunt Mary would be healed. I love Aunt Mary. So one day I'm driving home from work. I'm just getting off the expressway, kind of if you could call it that. I'm about three miles from home. The Holy Spirit comes down while I'm driving a car, and I can picture it to this day. This was 50 years ago, 40 years ago, I'm sorry, 40 years ago. The Holy Spirit came down on me and whizzed through my body and right into my mind. Here's what he said. I'm going to heal your Aunt Mary. And I knew it was God. I, you know, it's one of those times when you know that you know. Well, this was one of those times. I go, I couldn't wait to get home. As soon as I got home, I told my, I called my mother, and I told her what God had said. Now, I'm a new Christian, and they all think I'm crazy at this point, because I was fired up. I called my mom. My mom called my, her other sisters, Aunt Rose and Aunt Anne, and, and her brothers, Uncle, Uncle Tony and, and uh, Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob was a believer, which was nice. I, you know, I found that out years later. But she called them up and told them that, and they says, uh, you know, no way. God ain't going to do it. Meanwhile, I was having these, like, visions of, I've been to Aunt Mary's hospital room, and the bed was catty corner, you know, in a corner, and I could almost feel Jesus standing behind that headboard. When I pictured Aunt Mary, because I went to see her, I didn't feel it at the time, but every time I thought of her in that bed, I'm thinking, Jesus is standing right behind that headboard. About three days later, the doctor comes into the room, and I think my mother was there, and my other aunts were there, and he said, I don't understand it, 
I can't explain it, but her kidneys are working perfect. You know what? That gave me credibility with the family because they believed what I said. Because now, as I, you know, glory went to God because they believed that I had some kind of connection. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's, I don't have any different connection than any of you. It's just that he told me that. And why he told me, I don't know. All I know is, you know, not much longer my mother accepted the Lord, my sister accepted the Lord, my brother-in-law accepted the Lord. I found out Uncle Bob was a Christian years later. God heals today. That happened again to me another time with a niece. She was in a, in a major car accident. And, you know, the Lord told me he was going to heal her. She wasn't going to die, and she didn't die. She was fine, and she's still alive to this day. She was a lot younger than me, probably 15 years younger than me. And she's fine today. God heals, church. There are people that have the gift of, of uh, healing and people that have the gift of miracles in the church today. But you have to have faith. This woman had faith. If she didn't have faith, first of all, she wouldn't even have been there. You've got to put yourself in the position to have faith. If somebody comes up to the altar and wants healed, you have to believe that God will heal them. If you don't believe, remember, remember, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Somehow, when you pray and believe, you open up the supernatural to actually break through into this carnal world and do what you said, what you asked. If anyone should say, here's what Jesus said in Mark 11. He said, have faith in God. If you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe, it will, what you prayed for, God will answer it. He'll grant it to you. If you ask, you're praying. If you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. But you have to believe. Number 10. Not only was her condition desperate, I'm going to go through these points again. Her condition was desperate. She spent all that she had. She went to doctor after doctor. She spent every dollar. She tried every human remedy, and grew worse. She heard of Jesus. She was determined to touch him. She pressed in behind him just to touch his garment in the crowd. How she got there, she could have been on her knees right there trying to touch his garment. She might have went up ahead of him, and while he passed, I'm close enough to touch her gar his garment. That's all she needed to do, touch the garment. She didn't need to hug him. She didn't run up and kiss him. She just had the faith just to touch his garment. And every time, if you're at that end of your rope, the garment of Jesus is right there. Touch it. Reach out and believe like she did. She exercised her faith. She actually did something to prove her faith. She... She was instantly healed because of her faith. 
And she knew she was healed immediately. She felt it in her body that she was healed. And Jesus felt it in his body that power had gone out from him. And when Jesus asked, who touched me, even though the disciples were kind of rebuking Jesus, there's a crowd all around you, people pressing in on you, and you ask who touches you? It was a faith thing. It was the faith that was noticed. It wasn't that everybody touched Jesus. Jesus noticed the faith that this woman had. And what did he say to her when she came up to him and she told him the true, whole truth? And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Notice it didn't come back. She was healed of her affliction. And I'm sure it didn't come back. Here's God's unfailing law. If you go back to Psalms again, you know, God, the Word of God is so deep, a baby cannot drown in it, yet so deep. Uh, I don't know if I said that right. Uh, the Word of God is so shallow, a baby will not drown, yet it's so deep, the greatest scholar can never touch bottom. In other words, you're supposed to grow in the, in the knowledge of God. Psalm 109. Psalm 109. The first three verses. O God of my praise, do not be silent. I'm sorry, I'm reading Psalm 109. Did I say Psalm 109? I meant Psalm 103. <laughs> Did I say 109? Did I? Psalm 103. Sorry. Sorry about that. Psalm 103, the first three verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Number one, forget not all his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities. Or in other words, who forgives all your sin. You believe that, don't you? If you're a Christian, you believe that. Number two, who heals all your diseases. How come we struggle with that? He heals all your diseases if you pray and have faith. Listen. And number three, or, you know, who, or number four, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. I've said this many a times in the church over the last several months. You believe God forgives you of all your sin, the benefit number one. You believe benefit number three, that he, that he redeems your life from hell or from the pit. You believe that, right? Why can't we get the middle part of that, which says, who, re, who heals us of all our diseases? You believe he saves you from your sin, you believe that you're headed to heaven because you repented and received Christ as your Savior, but we can't seem to drive home. He, 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 the benefits are still the same. He heals all your diseases. And there's a requirement there, and it's called faith. Faith is the substance of things you hope for, the evidence, that means you know it, of things not seen. You don't see it, but you know it. Why can't we get that down? I don't know why. Here's, and uh, 
I said these other three verses, Mark 11, 22 through 24, have faith in God. If you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea. King David had a mountain. He had faith in Jehovah God. He came up against this big giant, nine foot, six inches tall. And he was a powerful warrior. And David was a little ruddy kid. He was probably a teenager, around 14, 15 years old. His giant, his his mountain that needed to be moved was a six foot nine, a nine foot six inches inch tall giant warrior, and God moved him out of the way with a little stone and a sling. I don't know what your mountain is. My mountain right now is those kidney stones. I really don't want to go to the doctors have it done. I'd rather have Doctor Jesus do it for me. But if worse comes to worse, and if it doesn't come out, and the doctor calls me, I will go back and have it done, because I believe in doctors, too. I believe God gave doctors to us, and gave us wisdom to, to use doctors, and he gave the doctors the wisdom and the knowledge to perform these things. So, I'll do it if I have to. But my first plan is I want to touch Jesus' garment, and I want him to explode those things so that they just come out and you don't even notice it. Next time I go there for an MRI, the doctor says, there's no kidney stones. You know what? I opened myself up on that one to you. And what if you don't move it? You know what? I'm still going to have faith in God. You know that? I'm still going to believe the Word of God. I'm going to stand, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing my toil is not in vain in the Lord. I know that this is real. I know that Jesus is real. I know that he walked on the face of the earth. There's more evidence that Jesus walked on the earth than Julius Caesar ever even existed, or Alexander the Great was killed, at, was, died at 33 years old. There's more evidence of, of the scriptures than in the, the, the greatest book in antiquity that has the most coffees is called Homer's Gilead, which is the Trojan horse stuff. There's 644 copies in, in uh, history today. There are over 20,000 biblical documents that are in possession today. Nothing stands up to this book. Nothing stands up to the Word of God. Nothing stands up to Jesus because he does exist, and he is real, and he did walk among the Jews, and he did heal the Gentiles, and he did, he did open up the door so the Gentiles could come into the kingdom of God because the Jews closed their hearts out on him. But don't forget, the disciples were Jewish, and they became Christians, known as Christians at Antioch. Because they believed in Messiah, Christ, Christianity. So listen, if you have an ailment in your body today, or if somebody you know has a problem today, then pray, ask God to move the mountain out of the way, and believe. And if there's anything you can do, you can. what, what I'm telling you to do is stand in the gap for that person. Stand in the gap for them. So, 
And if God should heal you online here today because you believe this message, let me go through it again. She was desperate. She spent all that she had. She tried every human remedy. She heard of Jesus. She was determined to touch Jesus. She had a plan. She, she exercised her faith. She didn't just plan in her head and do nothing. She actually got out there and did it. She was instantly healed when she touched him. He knew it. She knew it. And he said, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And your faith in Jesus can make you whole today. And if God does heal you, why don't you send me an email? It's joe at freedomchurchpb.org. Joe at freedomchurchpb.org. And let me know what God has done in your life so that we here at Freedom Church can praise the name of our Lord. But even if you don't call me or send an email, you know what? We're still going to praise the name of the Lord because nothing's going to stand in our way because Jesus Christ is the Lord. To you, to God be the glory. Let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, anybody that heard this message, whether they be here, whether they be listening on a CD down the road or on the Internet down the road, or whether they be at the other end of this streaming live, I pray that you would open up our hearts. I pray that you would heal our diseases. I thank you for delivering us from the pit and forgiving all our sins. But help us be, have the faith to be delivered from all of our ailments, all of our diseases, Lord God, because this is a benefit of you to your children. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Love you.